The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Could you stop and close your eyes and take a breath and settle into your heart and into your seat and get ready for some good? The divine plan for my business unfolds perfectly. All that is the highest and best good of me and my business manifests without delay, with grace, and in perfect ways. I love everyone and everyone loves me. I bless everyone and everyone blesses me. I forgive everyone and everyone forgives me. I am loved, blessed, and forgiven. We are all free. I bless the past and forget it. I bless the future, knowing it is filled with wonderful opportunities and success. I live fully in the present now and am blessed with all I desire or require and more. I am smarter, happier, healthier, and wealthier each and every moment of each and every day. In today's economy, it's more important than ever to get clear about your personal and professional goals and to commit to a plan that will get you there. In The Path to Wealth, Seven Spiritual Steps for Financial Abundance, multimillionaire entrepreneur and angel investor Mae McCarthy shares her own daily practice to help you do just that. Mae McCarthy has co-founded and grown six successful companies over her 30-year career, and with the largest one growing to over $100 million in annual revenues. She credits her success to the principles described in this book and firmly believes that financial success and freedom are available to anyone who is willing to apply them. Some of what I read to you today is exactly from the book, The Path to Wealth, Seven Spiritual Steps for Financial Abundance. And I'd like to welcome Mae McCarthy to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Mae. What a great way to start the day. Oh, thank you, Simran. I love those excerpts. Thank you for reading those. Absolutely. I feel empowered. Well, you know, this is what you talk about in your book because you talk about beginning our day in that kind of way. And I wanted to give listeners a a taste of what that might feel like to set a foundation of the day and allow your personality and identity to kind of step aside so that something else can flow in and uplift and empower and take over the part of life that sometimes can seem burdensome or worrying or overwhelming. And you've done this practice, not just by talking it, but you you literally walk this practice. This is how you built your businesses. This is how you've built your life. And so it's an honor and a pleasure to have you here and to have you share something that's not just words, but actual implemented practice that has had proven results in your life. Talk a little bit about that. 
I sure will. Well, as you mentioned in the introduction, I am a business person. I have started and founded and grown a number of different companies in different industries that I didn't have any training for. (laughs) And I know you've probably heard from some of your other guests or other people who you admire that there is an intelligence that we have access to, this all-knowing universal power that we have access to that can guide and direct us and help us. And the way that we tap into that is by preparing ourselves, preparing ourselves with ideas about what it is that we want to experience. As we do that, then this intelligence, which can come through intuition, can come through other messaging, gut instincts, um, can even come as a result of your subconscious wanting to help you. That can show up to guide you and direct you towards your goals. But the most important part is to use your words, thoughts, and emotions to prepare yourself and be very, very clear on what you want to achieve. So it's my belief, um, as in business, what we do is we set business goals and we review them on a regular basis. My management team gets together and we review our goals on a regular basis and we describe them as though they're already completed. What that ends up doing is enabling our subconscious and intuition to show up and point us in the right direction to take advantage of possibilities that show up and opportunities that will, in fact, get us to achieving the goal and sometimes even more. So I, now, I hold on the same one second there. Hold on one second there, May, because I want to back up and because I know in reading the book, it's very much about you establishing a practice and you even recommend to people to do this for 30 days so that they can really see for themselves and develop a practice and develop a consistency. But now you've also mentioned that this is something that you do with your team. And so it's not just about establishing the foundation and the mindset and the heart training and the soul connection in one's own life, but then allowing that to expand and include the business family, the organizational family that exists as well. Right. The daily practice that I write about has seven steps. And the first four steps take place in the morning. Um, And what I was trying to point out is that this particular practice comes from my experience in business. I know that when I revisit goals on a regular basis and keep them at the forefront of my thoughts, my subconscious and intuition are going to filter the billions of pieces of data that are coming at me every single day and illuminate the possibilities and opportunities that I need to take advantage of. So what I decided to do as I was using this for great success in business is I decided that I would write about it because people can use it for any goal that they have. My definition of wealth is being whole and complete in all areas of your life, lacking nothing. Mm. So your health, Mm. your relationships, your use of your skills and talents in remarkable ways, your finances, your um, recreation, your spiritual connection, all of these areas of your life, you can use this same goal attainment practice by partnering with that characteristic of spirit that is the ultimate advisor that knows way more than any of us can on a conscious level, that knows the answers and the directions to achieve everything. 
And you write about how in any business there's a CFO, there's a CEO, and you term something called a CSO to become our partner in life. Talk about that. So in in my workshops and in my classes and in the book, I ask people to recognize that there is this divine intelligence, this creative, all-knowing power of the universe, and that characteristic that is the ultimate advisor was something that I wanted to not only continue to use in my life, but I also wanted to bring into my business. And in my business, I surround myself in my C-suite with people whose advice I value. That would be my chief financial officer, my chief operations officer, my chief marketing officer, chief information officer, and and so on. These are subject matter experts who know so much more than I do about their field of expertise. Well, I wanted to bring in this all-knowing ultimate advisor into my business, so I gave it a title, and I call it the chief spiritual officer or CSO, Mm -hmm. and I brought it into the company, and I actually placed it on the top of my organizational chart so that I, as the CEO, reported to it. And it was really funny because my employees asked me, who is the CSO? Is it a man? Is it a woman? You know, will we ever get to meet this person? And, uh, of course, I smiled and giggled, and I explained what the CSO was to me and that what I wanted them to take from this this ultimate advisor being part of our company was that they needed to watch out for those times when something happened for our good, for our customers' good, for our suppliers' good, for each other's good. And when that happened, they could attribute it to the CSO. When something happened to help them that was beyond their rational um, decision-making process, when something great happened that just couldn't be explained rationally, they could just say that the CSO was involved. And I asked them to please text me or call me or email me and let me know how that was going. Well, Simran, I got calls and emails and texts all the time uh, letting me know about situations that would occur out in the field. We had employees in 12 states, and they were working with hundreds of different customers. And so I would get all of these messages saying, you're not going to believe it. They grounded all the planes in Pittsburgh because of snow. And I said, CSO, I know you can get me home. I know that there's going to be a window. I am so grateful that, that the weather clears up just as our plane is getting ready to take off. And sure enough, it happened. This is the power of expectation. We can tap into a power of expectation and of good um, and manifest and demonstrate things that in the past spiritual writers would call miracles. I told my employees that we were going to have miracles happen so often in our company that miracles were just going to become typicals. And that's exactly what happened. Typicals. I love that. Now, I know that one of the hardest things for individuals to do is to establish sometimes any kind of daily practice because life gets busy we get preoccupied, or sometimes things are just going so good that we put that on the back burner. Talk about how you kept yourself 
maintaining that relationship with your CSO and not getting caught up in the moments where, you know what, I'm coasting. Everything's good. Business is great. Life is fabulous. And getting caught up in more doingness and busyness because oftentimes the business as it grows, it pulls that human part of us to really want to stay occupied in our mind in those directions. So how do you really grow? Ground yourself in understanding that this is most necessary, especially in the good times. Well, it's creating a habit. And what I ask readers to do and workshop attendees to do is to set their alarm in the morning. You'll only have to use it for about the first four days because after that you'll just wake up. But set your alarm for a half an hour earlier than you normally get up. And I know some people say, well, wait a minute, I get up so early and I need my sleep. Just do it. You will be rejuvenated with this process. Just give it a try for 30 days and see what happens. So set aside at 30 minutes in the morning. And the reason that it's only 30 minutes and that you want to keep it to 30 minutes is because consistency is the most important part of this practice. I like to say that repetition reaps rewards. So if you do this every day and repeat the practice every day, you will be rewarded. So you have to have a desire to actually achieve something greater than you're experiencing now. In that meeting, you're going to have some tools. You'll have a spiritual book or an uplifting, inspirational book that describes people achieving great things that you want to achieve with some spiritual intervention. You'll have a a journal or a spiral notebook and a pen or a pencil. The first step is for five minutes to read short stories about people having extraordinary experiences, just ordinary people having wonderful experiences as a result of a spiritual intervention. Great books. um, My favorite book is a little book that was published in 1925 called The Game of Life by an author named Florence Scovel Shin. She was a great spiritual teacher. Then write out a gratitude letter to your CSO. That should take about 10 minutes. You're going to say, I'm so grateful for all these things I have. And list them. And I'm so grateful for all these things that I want. But describe them as though you already have them with the outcome that you want. This is really important. You don't want to write, um, you know, thank you so much, uh, I want to lose 10 pounds. Because if you look at that goal, I want to lose 10 pounds, you've already achieved it. You are already wanting. So the better way to describe it is as though it's already complete. So you would say, thank you, CSO, that I am physically fit, trim, toned, energetic, in a healthy pain-free body that is filled with energy and vitality, and I'm easily able to go on walks and hikes with my family and friends, and we have a great time. See the difference? Oh, most definitely, and, and allowing that practice to develop into a habit, what's taking place is, is a cultivation that's going on internally, and that cultivation is then reaping the rewards externally. But it's right. coming from a different place. Rather than trying to plan for the future or stemming from the past, it's really coming from a place of creation and being present with oneself and a power greater than oneself. And being really clear on what you want and the outcome that you want to experience. See, your job in this partnership 
is to describe what it is that you want. Be very, very clear on what you want and describe it as though it's already finished. So after you write that letter, you'll go ahead and read it out loud to yourself. I mean, you'll read it out loud. And when you do that, any school teacher will tell you that it anchors it more fully within you. But it's also impressing your subconscious mind. The power of a spoken word in a repetitive fashion impresses that subconscious mind to filter all of this data coming at us and illuminate the possibilities that we need to take advantage of. And then finally, the fourth step in the morning for just five minutes is to pick one or two of your goals and sit there quietly with your eyes closed and see yourself in your mind's eye, in the picture of having already achieved that goal. This is a technique that professional athletes, musicians, and even business people use to actually see ourselves in the completed goal. And sometimes the picture of that will stimulate us to describe the completed goal differently the next day, you know, with a little bit more emotional juice. So those four steps every single morning, first thing in the morning, take 25 to 30 minutes. That's it. And then what ends up happening is your spiritual partner can now create the path. Your job is to figure out what you want and be grateful for it in advance. Your spiritual partner, your CSO's job, is to create the path for you to get there, to create the how, and then give you one step to take at a time along that path to achieve your goals. If you get an intuitive lead, if you get a hunch, a a gut instinct, someone says something to you that resonates with you, you see a sign or a message, you either take the step, not knowing where it's going to lead, or if you're too fearful or unsure, just tilt your head up and say, CSO, I need another lead. And you'll get one. What most of us do when we get something that doesn't make sense is we do nothing. You're not allowed to do nothing anymore. You can either take the step or ask for another lead. You will get one, and eventually you'll achieve your goal. My guest today is Mae McCarthy. She is the author of The Path to Wealth. Mae learned that she had to proclaim what she wanted, believe she could have it, and welcome and receive the good into her life. And she knows that this will work for you as well. In The Path to Wealth, you'll learn the seven-step daily practice that Mae used to create financial abundance in her life. She believes there is an intelligent and divine source that creates the one and only you. This power is within you, and it knows exactly what is necessary for you to receive all the good that you want in life. These seven simple steps are based on the universal principles you can use to create a true partnership with the all-knowing power that is prepared to guide you. You can find out more at MayMcCarthy.com. That's M-A-Y-M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y.com. And while you're there, you will see workshops and events that are taking place all over the country in case you'd like to have a little bit more of May. Once again, it is May McCarthy and the Path to Wealth, Seven Spiritual Steps for Financial Abundance. We'll be right back after these messages. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444, 
people all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized. So you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. I invite you to explore the current issue of 1111 Magazine. You can go to 1111mag.com. It is freely given and accessible to support individuals in life enhancement. You can see it as a place that celebrates individuals all over the world that are stepping into their truth, their power, their light, their inspiration, and sharing that. And it is my way of sharing both the celebrations of these people in addition to allowing these works to touch people everywhere. Now that you've started your meeting and set the tone by reading inspirational literature, it's time for the second agenda item, the heart of the meeting, the creative part of the practice, when you widen your thoughts to all that's possibly good and exists for your good. The second step in the CSO meetings is to write out gratitude statements in a daily letter to the CSO. This is a form of goal setting with gratitude. Gratitude improves emotional and physical health and can strengthen relationships in communities. This is from the book, The Path to Wealth by Mae McCarthy. By your very nature, you possess something to offer the world that is unique and remarkable. She believes that we live in an abundant and prosperous world, and this higher power wants you to receive all that you want, both easily and joyfully. You deserve to have these good things. This is what May wants for you, too, and it's the reason that she wrote The Path to Wealth. You can find out more about May McCarthy, who has grown six successful companies over her 30-year career, with the largest growing to over $100 million in annual revenues. You can find out more about her at May McCarthy. McCarthy.com. Welcome back, May. I want to talk a little bit about the gratitude because oftentimes when a person starts a practice like this, they may not really have the feelings of gratitude or know what to say or every day might feel like it's repetitive. So is this initially something where people should kind of quote unquote fake it till they make it or write it even if they don't feel it? Does that part come Uh, once they engage in the process. Absolutely. It will follow. So just do it. Just write it down and use the words thank you a lot. Thank you so much, CSO. I am so grateful for. Write that down because when you read those words, you can't help but feel something. 
You can't help but feel something, and it will grow each day. The, the wonderful thing about gratitude is it ends up lighting up that front part of your brain. And a lot of brain research has shown that when we light that up, we're able to notice more possibilities and to focus more clearly. And repetition, um, I know that you know we're a society that gets bored very, very quickly, <laughs> and we want things now. You know, we have very little patience most of the time, and this repetitive process will reap rewards. You know, science has proven that in our brains we have these connectors, these neural pathways, and what ends up happening is the ones that are most Strong. The ones that are very, very large and strong are tied to the beliefs and behaviors that we've created over a lifetime. So you, you might hear people say things like, wow, I feel stuck in a rut. Well, truly, it's like a rut. It's like a well-worn path that you have walked over every single day to create this, this very, very strong neural pathway that's tied to beliefs and behaviors. Well, the good news about that is that you can now, with repetition, create new beliefs and new behaviors that are more in line with what you want to experience and what you want to achieve. So there is going to be some concerted effort put forth. It's just like when you learn to drive a car. You, you really put forth a lot of concerted mental and physical effort to drive within the law as you were taught. But now you could probably drive home from work and realize, wow, there were large parts of that drive I, I, I don't have any awareness of. It's just so second nature. And the same thing will happen with this practice. It will just become second nature. And as you continue to prove that it does deliver results that you want to experience in your life, it does produce the good that you want to receive, it, it will guide you and direct you towards anything, then what you'll recognize is that success is not a secret. Success is not a chance happening. Success is a system, and this is part of the system to achieve it. That's right, May, um, because neural research actually shows that the brain and the body, they don't know the difference between what is real and what is imagined. And so when we go into places of gratitude, and specifically you state that we're here to, to write out gratitude statements for what we appreciate now, and also what we want as if we've already received it, and allowing ourselves to even go there and write it out or verbalize something that we want and experience it as if we've already achieved it, is in a sense helping us to visualize and see something. And then that in turn allows the brain and the body to accept it as real. And that's a huge part of what you're talking about. That's the cutting of the new paths rather than falling back into the old paths that we've lived. Yeah, and it makes you magnetic to that which which is what you want, to that good. You become magnetic to it. As you continue to use those four steps every single morning, what you're doing is essentially enabling your subconscious and your intuition to help point out the possibilities to achieve those goals. It's going, they're going to provide you with possibilities to take steps along paths that your spiritual partner cr- create in order for you to achieve a higher and greater good. Gratitude is very, very important because it, like I said, it helps you to be more focused 
and to see more possibilities. There's another step in your book that you talk about. About. And I remember when I went on tour for the Rebel Road and I was spontaneously doing the shows, there were some words that started to come out of my mouth. And it was from the lips of the divine to the ears of the divine and from the ears of the divine to the to the energy of the divine. And it was this concept of really needing to speak what we want to say out loud to create it, number one, so that we could hear ourselves speak it and imprint that, but to also put those both of reality out into the ethers and you talk about that in your own book you say hearing yourself speak your words out loud anchors them more fully in your consciousness and how that impeccability with the word also then brings it to the intention and resonance of the CSO so that that part can now be taken over when we speak with that emotion and we're putting it out there talk about your experience of what has shown up by doing such a thing. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example of how this 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 process works. And I was I I travel about one hundred and fifty thousand miles a year. And one of my goals in one of my past companies was to receive a minimum or more than four hundred thousand dollars in new revenue for my business um, by a particular period of time. And I happened to be flying to Cleveland to meet with a customer, and I uh, got off the plane, got my bags, got my rental car, dropped off my bags at the hotel, and my normal next step is to go to the closest grocery store to get water and protein shakes and things that I need for my stay. And I got this very strong hunch, this very strong idea that just flew into my mind to go to a grocery store that I knew was 15 minutes away. Now, my rational mind, you know, Albert Einstein said we have a rational mind and an intuitive mind. And my rational mind immediately jumps in to try and talk me out of it. May, 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 it's 9 o'clock at night in Cleveland. What are you doing thinking about driving to a grocery store that's 15 minutes away? Your appointment is at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. That's 5 o'clock in Seattle time. You're going to be way too tired. Just go to the closest grocery store like you always do. And that's something that all of us have happen. When something comes up that doesn't make sense, our rational mind is all over it, wanting to keep us safe, wanting to uh, talk us out of things that don't make sense. But what you do in this practice, and this is part of um, the fifth and sixth step, is you figuratively stomp your foot and say, wait a minute, CSO, if this message was from you, If this is something I'm supposed to do, then give me another lead. Give me another sign. Show me that this is the right thing to do. Well, now you've given your intuitive mind, that part that is connected to the divine, an opportunity to jump in. And my intuitive mind said, well, you know, it's true. It's 9 o'clock at night, but it's only 6 o'clock in Seattle. It's too early. You can't go to sleep anyway. And who knows, maybe everything you want will be on sale at that other store. Just go ahead and make the drive. So I did. And I parked the car, and as I'm walking into the grocery store, there was a gentleman walking out at exactly the same time who was a potential customer that I met at a trade show six months before. Simran, he was not returning any of my phone calls or my emails to schedule an appointment. And here he is standing in front of me. So we strike up Mm. a conversation. 
and he learns that our company has grown and that we have several customers in the area that he knows. And he then said, you know, while you're here in town, why don't you come over and we'll put a meeting together with some of my other subordinates and and we'll go over what you offer. Well, that meeting led to another meeting and another meeting and eventually a $500,000 contract within the period of time that I wanted the $400,000. This is how spirit works. You know, this, this kind of this kind of process where you're guided and directed and you don't know what's, what the outcome of taking a step is going to be, um, that's the way we stay attached to the divine and trust and have faith. And as this happens for us more and more and more, it just becomes a game. It's just fun because it's provable and repeatable. You know that when you get an idea of someone that flies into your head, that that means you need to call them or contact them, no matter how much time has gone by. could be 15 years that you haven't talked to this person. But you need to take the step and contact them because you just never know. I have a woman that I know that's in her mid-50s, and she didn't have a retirement plan. And one of her goals was, to have a really sound and valuable retirement plan. Well, she started writing it out as though she already completed it, and she got this idea to talk to this woman that she hadn't talked to in 15 years, and she felt really, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek about it because she couldn't remember how they left it and why they hadn't been in contact for so long. So she was a little scared, like, am I going to call her and she's going to be upset because we haven't talked in 15 years? But she just did it because that's what the CSO told her to do through intuition. When she talked to this woman, she said, I don't know why I'm calling you. You came to mind. I am, I'm started a new prosperity program, and how are you? And in the course of the conversation, what she learned was that this woman had just put together a monthly group of women that were all in finance. There were CFOs, directors of finance, all sorts of wonderfully brilliant people, and she asked my friend if she wanted to join. My friend received thousands and thousands of dollars worth of advice to set up a very sound retirement program. She met new friends. She didn't have to pay for any of this advice. And she's now with this group of women learning how to invest. It's wonderful. She got even more than she wanted. And this practice is how you do it. That's exactly it. And I love what you stated because in my own book, Conversations with the Universe, that's what I tell people is when you get those signs, a conversation requires two. And if you're not sure that additional asking or requesting for additional information will continuously lead you, but it's our brains that want to get in the way and tell us something is right or wrong or we can't believe it or that we have to go a certain way or it's not logical. So I love how you had some beautiful examples of that. Another part that tends to happen for people is we often let our past dictate our future demonstrations. And the power of choice is something that is a great responsibility to understand that we have. Talk about the power of choice and the distinction between the allowing the past, allowing the future, and really just being in the present with the question that you have. Well, choice and responsibility are, you know, two sides of the same coin. And what I what I 
want to point out, and, and I know that this may not be taken well by everyone, but the life that each of us are living is a result of our words, thoughts, and emotions, is a result of the choices that we've been making. We have to, first of all, take responsibility that we may have had a part in creating the life that we're living. That's not to condone or say or let anybody off the hook if you've had some stuff in your past that, that really you couldn't control, all right? Um, that there are some really, really hurtful stories and experiences. This, this practice is, does not condone any of that. What this practice is, is freedom for the user. This practice says, I am an individual and wonderful creation, and I now choose to have the life, to live the life that I want to choose, that I want to have. This is not up to anybody else. This is my choice. And I am going to prove that the all-knowing power of the universe that created the unique and one and only me is going to partner with me. I'm going to prove that. So I'm choosing to focus on a different life for myself. That's the first thing. But, but letting go of that that went before us, that, that past, that um, hurt, that pain, uh, that failure, recognizing that that can be let go and you can choose a new life takes some courage. It will take some courage. But as you do this practice, a couple things are going to happen. You're going to, first of all, feel a whole lot more joy and peace and a whole lot more freedom. It just comes with the practice. When you're relying on a spiritual partner, you're going to be able to achieve some of your smaller goals really, really soon and really, really easily. And you'll have some proof. But you may have some bigger goals that are tied to those old beliefs and behaviors that are tied to old experiences that may take a little longer. I have a a girlfriend of mine who is a very, very successful scientist. And she loves to sing. She's a very good singer. And, but her family, all of her life, had told her, yeah, you're great to sing at our parties and things like that, but you can't make that your profession. That's foolish. You can't make a steady living. You can't have a decent, steady job that's respectable if you're a singer. So give that I'm going to let our audience have that as a cliffhanger, maybe, because we have to go to break and let you finish that story when we get to the next segment. Flashes, hunches, and nudges are all intuitive leads. Following the directions that you get from the CSO as intuitive leads can be one of the most difficult parts of this practice. Often we want to know and understand the reason for the CSO's direction. We want it to be logical. We want to know what the outcome of a particular course of action is going to be before we commit. We can't question the direction because it doesn't make sense to us at the time. But a central component to the success of May's Path to Wealth, seven-step path, is learning to trust those intuitive moments. When you get a lead, a hunch, flash, or intuitive direction, just do it. Just do it. My guest is Mae McCarthy, and her book is The Path to Wealth, Seven Spiritual Steps for Financial Abundance. You can also find out more about May and the many different workshops and events and speaking engagements by going to her website, maymccarthy.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Thank you. 
the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Two other components are very important to the path to wealth, and they involve celebration and forgiveness. Forgiveness is an integral part of this process, and we'll get more into that as May continues her story. There's a beautiful passage in here around forgiveness for someone to really say in their gratitude summary. CSO, if there is anyone from my past or present that I need to forgive, whether I remember them or not, I now do so. I bless them, I love them, I forgive them, and I release them into your care, knowing that you will work with them in whatever way is best. And if there's anyone from my past or present who needs to forgive me, including myself, they now do so. And we are all free to experience a higher and greater good in our lives. How do you feel after reading forgiveness or speaking forgiveness out loud? It may make all the difference in the world in your path to wealth. Welcome back, May. You were talking to us about a story about a young woman who wanted to sing and she got the naysayers or the doubters or the people telling her that maybe it wasn't practical, and I know that many people have a similar type of experience perhaps in their life. What happened? Well, this this woman came to one of my workshops, and she decided that what she wanted to do was to sing and to be paid for it. She still loved being a scientist, but she wanted to sing and be paid for it. And so she started writing down in her CSO meeting every morning what that completed goal looked like with gratitude. And after about two months, she called me up and said, you know, I'm going to give up on this goal. Um, I haven't received any leads. I haven't received any signs. Nothing has shown up. So this must not be the right goal for me. And so as I discovered what her past Included, which were lots and lots of people telling her that it just was not practical, it was not a smart decision, it was very foolish for her to want to be a professional paid singer, um, I asked her, I said, you know, let me explain to you how the brain works. When you have a strong belief, like the one that you created as a result of all that your family and friends had told you, your brain remembers all of that. Your brain remembers all the times that you had a goal that was really, really big and you didn't achieve it, and it remembered how disappointed you were. So when you have a goal that's different, out of the norm, larger than usual, 
your brain essentially can put spirit on mute and, and prevent you from noticing possibilities because it's trying to protect you from being disappointed, from failing and being disappointed. It wants to keep you normal and safe. So keep up with the practice because as you are repeating this good, reading it out loud, writing it down, seeing yourself in your mind's eye, singing in front of audiences, as you do that, over a period of time, you're creating and strengthening this other belief neural pathway and your brain will get to the point where it believes that you're serious about achieving that goal and it will get out of the way and then your intuitive insights and leads and messages can now show up. So I asked her to keep up with the practice, and she did. And then she was invited by a friend to go to a charity event, and in the corner of this beautiful home that was hosting the charity event, she saw a trio. And in that trio was a singer and two musicians, and she watched the singer. Now remember, for six months, she's been seeing herself in her mind's eye performing, and this was one of the scenarios. And she watched that singer, and she listened to her, and she thought to herself, you know, I could do that. I, I'm as good as she is. I could do that. All of a sudden, her brain said, yep, you're serious. I'll get out of the way. And a flood of intuitive and divine messages started to come to her. It led her along a path to go to lots of different events, meet other people, and eventually she ended up at a party, and someone from across the room came over, introduced themselves. She had never met them. It was almost like she had a spotlight on her and introduced himself and said that one of the things that he has been charged to do is put on a community event, and he has a budget for entertainment. So her gut was yelling at her, saying, tell him you're a singer, tell him you're a singer, and that just blurted out. And sure enough, she was invited to audition, and she got her first paid part. And since then, she's been able to sing on weekends and sometimes during the week, uh, in the evening, as a part-time job, and she's paid for it, and she just loves it. She just loves it. So keep up with it. Repetition is very important in this practice. That's so exciting, and I know that just in reading through some of your materials and going through your website, um, that you have a Facebook group or different ways where you express that people need to celebrate and that that they need other people to celebrate with them, and and that that's part of what your communities do. Talk about that energy of celebration and what it really does, both for the individual as well as for the community that's that's supporting in the celebration. Well, first of all, it's fun. <laughs> it just is fun to celebrate. But it's also helping you to notice proof that this partnership is working. When you get a lead to um, get, go to a party or, or take a drive or, or contact somebody that you hadn't thought of, what you want to do is know that that was a lead from your divine partner, and you want to celebrate that. You may not have reached your goal yet, but the partnership is working, that you are being directed and guided to do something, and it's very fun, but it's anchoring this understanding that the partnership's working. It's proof. And celebrating with other people, there's power in agreement. And so if I'm celebrating with you because you got a lead from your spiritual partner or you achieved a goal and I get to celebrate with you, that's also telling me that your partnership is working and what's working for you can work for me and more. So it provides you proof and it's fun. Oh, that's beautiful. There's a statement 
in The Course in Miracles that says the the light of the world is hidden within me because of my grievances, or my grievances hide the light of the world in me. And forgiveness is a huge part of your seven-step process. Why is forgiveness such a blocker to our wealth? And allowing forgiveness seem to clear the path. In my practice, I care about you. I care about the person who is trying to create a life that they want to live. And it's my position that we are sort of like a glass of water. If we are filled up to the brim, there's no room for any more good to be had. There's no space for spirit to fill up with the good thing that you want to experience. So you have to remove from you anything that's taking up room that's not serving you. And that would include... Uh, situations, resentments, anger, jealousy, pain, anything that's taking up room that is not serving you, you need to remove that and put it over here on the side so that you've got room to receive the good things that you want. Now, it may be that when you remove that and put it over here on the side that something pops up that needs more attention. And there are lots of wonderful forgiveness techniques that are available in spiritual centers, in different books, um, in different teachings and workshops. And my intention for this part of the practice is simply for you to make room within you to receive the good things that you want to experience in life. So I ask people right before they go to bed, just before they're ready to turn out the light, to use the seventh step in two parts. The first part is to just lay there and off the top of your head, what happened that day that you're grateful for? Say it out loud. I am so grateful that I got parking spaces in front all day. I'm so grateful that I got an opportunity to reconnect with a customer who I haven't talked to in a long time and they they bought from us. I'm so grateful that I had a chance to have some free time to take a walk at lunch and I ran into a friend I hadn't seen in a while. Whatever's on the top of your head that you're grateful for, recite a few of those things. And then the second part is to recite that forgiveness prayer that you so beautifully read earlier in the broadcast. But you'll recite that, and that works. You don't even have to believe it. It will take that out of you and put it over here on the side so that you do have more room within you to receive the good that you want. And like I said, it may be that something pops up that needs more forgiveness attention, and you should go and get the help and the assistance and the tools to be able to really work through that. And I, I list a few mantras and things like that that you can use to get yourself to that calm place during the day so that spirit's messaging can get through to you. But, but if you need to do really serious forgiveness work on any particular issue, um, there are a number of, of tools that you can use for that. I am interested in people achieving their goals. And in order to achieve your goals, you have to be prepared and make room to receive them. And that's what the forgiveness practice is for. May, I have always been one that really tried to help people understand that affirmations can be beautiful, but we live in a very mental age. And if we're just using affirmations like a rug to put over uh, the dust that's in the room by sweeping it under there, that they really are not going to be effective. 
what your book, The Path to Wealth, does, what your seven-step spiritual process does, is it utilizes affirmations, but after cultivating a field, after allowing a place of integration, after an embodiment of spiritual principles and a way of life that creates a ground that the affirmations can then seed and actually activate in the world. Talk about um, how you discovered the use of affirmations and what they mean to you. That's how I see them in your book. Yeah, affirmations are, again, the power of the word. The power of the spoken word um, will always grab your attention and impress your subconscious. I mean, you can try and do an experiment, and that is think about something negative and unpleasant and speak something positive at the same time. The spoken word will always win out to grab your attention. And that's what we're trying to do is have our words, thoughts, and emotions all work together um, in concert to focus on more on what we want and not what we don't want. But, you know, Simran, there are times when we feel um, really scared about a situation. You know, I have a friend named Sam that I write about in the book, and he lost his job, and he had to support his family. He was the only one bringing in any income, and he was terrified. He was so scared, and all these fear thoughts kept going around in his head and taking the attention. It was like a competitive process. His affirmations, he would say them, but they couldn't get through because he was so wrapped up in fear. So he had to use a technique that I call denials, which essentially blow up those fear thoughts and put them on pause so that the affirmation can get through. And we have to repeat those kinds of things thousands of times a day. Thousands of times a day. One day you might say it 5,000 times just to get yourself back to that place of calm so that spirits intuitive messages can get through to you. If you're turbulent, if you're feeling fear or pain or, or any negative emotion and, and you're turbulent like a body of water with high seas, you know, spirit's messaging cannot get through. I could throw the space needle in that body of water and you wouldn't even notice it. So it's our job to get back to a place where we're calm enough like a flat body of water so that even if a pebble were thrown in it, we would notice the ripples. So denials and affirmations can work together to help calm us and prepare us to receive the intuitive messages. And then also relying on, um, I ask people to have celebration partners, and those people can also be uh, truth partners. They can help you to stay focused on what you want to achieve and know that this temporary negative situation can, in fact, turn out for your good. My guest today has been Mae McCarthy, beautiful Mae McCarthy, and her book is The Path to Wealth. The first step on this journey is to welcome a new member to your financial advisory team, the all-knowing power of the universe. In part one of the book, you're going to learn how to set up and activate the seven-step daily practice. You'll learn the job descriptions for both yourself and your new partner. And you'll see that when these steps are applied on a daily basis, you're going to experience a complete shift in your thinking about how financial wealth and abundance is created. In part two of this book, you'll go deeper into the practice to gain insight about your purpose 
to learn how to successfully navigate financial ups and downs and overcome the fear of failure, as well as eliminate old beliefs and behaviors that have kept you from experiencing the success you really want. Best of all, the steps outlined in this book will teach you how to develop your own financial intuition, which is the key to noticing and pursuing the opportunities that will present themselves once you're on this path. Financial abundance can be a game of fun and prosperity, but only when you realize that you don't have to do everything by yourself. Your new partner that wants to help you is Mae McCarthy. Let her show you the way, and her book is The Start, The Path to Wealth, Seven Spiritual Steps for Financial Abundance. If you'd like to find out more about May, her workshops, her lectures, her speaking engagements, or her coaching, you can go to MayMcCarthy.com. Thank you, May, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Until next time, be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey. 